I'm just gonna record. Have you done this before? You should have brought in someone. Your first guest should have had a podcast. Oh, (laughs) but you've done podcasts, so you're a leg up on me by (laughs) so far. This is the Indie Freedom Podcast with your host Chris Sharma. Yeah, that's, that's, that's great, yeah. Uh, so yeah, welcome to the inaugural uh, Indie Freedom Podcast. Ooh. This is uh, Chris Sharma with our very first lovely guest, Jessica Michelle Singleton. Oh, thank you for calling me lovely. Ooh. I thought I was going to have like a applause sounds, but I probably it's, don't know how to do that. So. It's weird. No, I always do it too. You like look at the mic like you're talking <laughs> to a guest and you're like, oh, you're just a microphone. You're not an actual person <laughs> going to respond. I'm pouring emotions into you. That's always the weird thing with stand-up is like when you have people, it's so easy to react to them. But yeah. without it, you're like, I don't. Was that funny? I don't. Feedback. Yeah, I can't imagine like if you had to like film a set, but they're like oh, without an audience, you're like all right, just <laughs> no do your one. jokes here. You're like, what? No. Hold for the laughs. There's no laughs. Like just pause. There will be. Someone, someone put a thing on YouTube of like the Big Bang Theory with no laugh track. <gasps> and it's the creepiest thing because people just say something, go, and that's why I'm a nerd. And then dead silence. Oh my god, that's terrifying. It's like a silence of the land. It's weird when you realize that like a laugh track is necessary almost. Oh like, yeah. You'd think like, if it was really funny, you don't need a laugh track. But apparently it's terrifying. Yeah. And especially like in sitcoms too, like they tape so, like it's like an eight hour shoot. Oh so by the fifth or sixth time they've done it, people are like, oh, okay. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You're like, we're so done. <laughs> Just crank it up. Right? Oh my god. Uh, so yeah, let's get into the, <laughs> speaking of comedy, these Yay. segues are incredible. <laughs> uh, so Jessica, you got started in comedy, but did you get started in Tampa? Yeah, in Tampa. I, um, I went to, I grew up in Alaska and then I moved to Tampa for college and, um, all through college I talked about how I was going to be a comedian. Like I was just pursuing a regular degree, but I was always like, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm going to be a comedian. And then it wasn't until my senior year that I was like, I should probably figure out how to do that. Uh, that's still pretty young. That's still young, young yeah. But I mean, I spent so many years being like, I'm gonna do it, and people are like win. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, um, side splitters, the club in Tampa. That's it. Like, well, there's an open mic. I guess I'll just write out. I wrote out like a whole like story. It was a story, but like I verbatim like scripted my jokes, and I was like, I guess I'll just go to this thing and recite these jokes that I have, and uh. And I did. And then it went really well, actually, my first set. A lot of people, I feel like you always feel like, I'm a bum, but I kept going. I bummed my second set, but... Right. Um, <laughs> we get the energy from the first one. And... Right? The first, I was just like, oh, yeah, this is what I want to do. Because I, I thought, like, originally, I was like, I want to be on SNL one day. Which, not that I would turn that down now, but that was, like, my goal. And I was like, how do you do that? I don't know. I'll try stand-up. Then the first time I did stand-up, I was like, oh, no. This, this is it. This thing right here is what I want. Yeah, I think it's definitely, of all the art forms, the freest as far as you don't have to rely on anyone else for anything. Which is good for me. I hate relying on anyone. On people. <laughs> I, I, can, I don't trust anyone. They'll let you down. Terrible in improv groups. <laughs> <laughs> the secret to a good improv group, just don't have any bad people. Yeah. And there'll always be good shows. They're like, right. I don't get it. You guys make it up. Like, we don't have anyone terrible. It's great. It's or, good. It works every time. We don't have any idiots. <laughs> um, so yeah, so you do in Tampa, and then you moved to LA pretty soon. pretty quick. Yeah, um, I I kind of almost like barely did stand up in Tampa, and I visited LA um, with this place I was working with. Like I got the opportunity to come out here, and I randomly like met a guy who at the time was a manager at Shapiro West, which is George Shapiro's management company. Oh, that's a big one. Uh, yeah, um, and if people listening, he manages like Jerry Seinfeld. If anyone don't know. People would know that or if that's just... If you've heard of Jerry Seinfeld... A young man. Have you heard of him? He's an up-and-comer. <laughs> um, but uh, 
but he's like, ah, I really like you. He, and he's like, are you from out here? And he's like, he told me if I came out here, he would sign me. Like, that's cool. After like a, like a, you know, conversation with him. And I was like, uh, okay, I guess I'm not, cause I was going to go to New York. Cause I think that's where you go to be a good standup. Traditionally, I mean, yeah. Traditionally, I mean, that's like, the thought. And then I was like, I guess I'm going to LA. So I kind of like came back. I finished my lease at my apartment. I got like two other jobs. I was working like three jobs. Uh, and then I just packed stuff in my car and came to LA. Made the trip down I-10. Yeah. With uh, my boyfriend at the time. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Sandro Yocolano, funny Yocolano, comedian. Very funny comedian. Actually, uh, how I met you was through Sandro. Through Sandro, yeah. Um, thank goodness he was driving with me because like, it's a scary drive. Well, yeah, and, like, we got here in, like, four days, but I would have taken, like, three weeks because I was just so tired all the time. Oh, yeah. Like, I think he did most of the driving. That West stuff. Texas road where there's just, just like, nothing <laughs> between San Antonio and El Paso. Like, I probably would have given up and been like, you know what? And I wouldn't have even made it to, like, Mississippi. I'm like, I'm just going to go back to Florida. It's too much. <laughs> I'm just going to live here. I'll just, I'll just stop here and live on the coast. <laughs> It's like the old settlers, like they just kept going, like, you know what, Kansas, fuck We're it. Done. This is where I'm gonna live. The tires low on air. This is it. This is it. Um, so you got to LA and then I as I recall, maybe you hit the ground running pretty hard. I remember you were um doing I mean, a lot of shows and I tried to. I um when I first got here, I like lived up in the valley. I met you like right when I first moved out here, because I think yeah. Sandra probably like connected with you immediately or whatever. It's like two thousand ten. Yeah, that's when I moved out here, summer two thousand ten. And um yeah, I just started going anywhere I could and um I had a lot of momentum, I think, when I first got out here, um, and things were going pretty well, um, just getting to know people. I mean, doing, like, the, I still did, the, like, bullshit, like, bringer shows, and I'm like, oh, yeah. cause I didn't know, and I'm like, yeah, for, I'll invite all the people, and I have no friends. And for those who at home who don't know, I guess technically everyone's at home, a bringer <laughs> show is kind of a phony comedy show where they, you get booked on it, That's but the idea. only way you can perform is by bringing, like, five or ten people, everyone you know, to come to Nightmare. the show. I took a comedy class, which, like, I didn't feel like I needed at the time, and material-wise, and, like, my stand-up comedy, like, I didn't need the class, but, uh, it was, it was a good thing, because I, um, I ended up making some friends that were, like, that I'm still friends with, so that was nice to kind of, like, because that's the thing about the comedy community, I feel like it makes LA seem a little bit smaller. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you feel a little more, I don't know if it's, like, at home, you just don't feel like you're in a giant city, because you'll run into the same people, but, um, yeah. I, I just kind of tried to get up as much as I could. I feel like I've had, like, lulls where I just didn't have the energy to, like, do it. I've, I'm up and down. Classic sure. comedian. Right. Um, I went through, like, uh, a breakup, and then I got into another terrible relationship out of, like, the, the things people do. Where you're like, this is just fill a void with this person I hate. It's classic then, comedian, baby. <laughs> yeah. Just, and then after that breakup... I um because I was like, what am I doing with this maniac? Not not the original guy I talked about, Sandro. It's a different guy. Great guy. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was like, I don't want to be spattering names. Um, when I got out of that one, then I felt like, and that was probably late 2012. Okay. Um, then I felt like I really like hit the ground running. Like I was like out every night, and I did like three mics, and I just like poured myself into comedy because I was like, what have I been doing? Like, this is what I'm here for. Right. So yeah, then I just started, like, I'd go to the comedy store, and I'd go to Mike's, I'd go hang out at shows, anything I could, and then people got to know me. That's, I think that's half of getting on shows in LA, is, like, people see you, and they're like, oh yeah, you're funny, I remember, do my show. Right, because, it's like, right, and then you get on. Um, yeah, so, 
And then, and so then, was this around the time that you and, because it looks like you and your friend Dana and Lisa started your own tour? Yeah, we actually just did that. We started, like, last fall is when we started. We kind of, like, had talked about it for probably almost close to a year, honestly, where we are like, we should do something together. And we thought, like, maybe we should put together a package for NACA, and then... Oh, and NACA is the National Association of College Eight. Association. I don't, Campus Activities? Campus Activities. There yeah. You go. Still haven't called me back. Um, no, we just, uh, we, we tried to look into it and we realized we'd missed a deadline or something and we we're like, you know, why don't we just do our own thing? And it kind of worked out that like, um, cause I had been out of my day job for my, I had had a full-time day job for the first like two and a half years. And then by 2013, I started getting like a lot of festivals and like booking not a lot of work, but like a little bit. So I was like, let me, and I didn't have enough vacation time to keep taking. So I was right. like, whatever, here we go. Uh. They fired me, whatever. <laughs> no, it's, it's very common. And and also, this is kind of like the weird secret in, uh, for com- comedy is that like nobody really makes money in L.A. No. doing comedy. You have to make it on the road. Which is so weird pay. that people like come here and then you have to leave to like – but but we did. So we just – none of us had any idea what we were doing. We, we we're not – I mean like working professional comedians at that point. You know, and so you just went, like sat down and said, "Okay, we're gonna go to these cities." We just or... yeah mapped out cities, and then um, we we just came up with cities we wanted to go to. Like, oh, it'd be cool to go to this city. What about this city? And then um, we would look at maps and just like Google the distance, and we'd be like, "That's a long drive. What's a city in between?" <laughs> Which is how we ended up in Wichita, by the way. What a nightmare! Don't ever go there. Oh no! Just kidding. If you're listening in Wichita, it was so. I've got like five subscribers. No, <laughs> they're all from Wichita. They're all from Wichita. Yeah, sad. Um, but yeah, and we just started like calling venues. Like we talked, we would ask if we knew any comedians that happened to be from the city. We'd be like, hey, do you know any like good venues that run shows already that like we could reach out to about doing our own? So we called comedy clubs in some places. Some places, like we would call like music venues. Um, we'd reach out to like local comics. I'd met a few comedians in different cities just from like the festivals I did the year before. So yeah, it was just a lot of like, a lot of fly work. by the seat of your pants, so much work, like, which no one outside, like no one coming to a show is ever going to realize the amount of stress and pressure that went into like, you just going up there and being funny for 45 minutes or whatever. Enjoy your jalapeno poppers. This took weeks. <laughs> like, I cried over this. <laughs> I lost sleep. And when you book with these, uh, like these venues, these different clubs, like, did you like rent it out or split the door with them? Um, there was... We, we would call different places, and we, we all went in with the same mindset of, like, this is our ideal for what we want, which was door deals. And what we wanted, because none of us now, and it's, like, now, we're not, like, any huge names, and if any of us have any type of credentials at this point, it was far less a year ago. But, um, so it was, it's not like we can go in there and be like, give us all your money. Um, but, but I was like, well, let's try to avoid places where we're going to have to pay a fee. Um, like that should be last, right. like worst case scenario, and then try to do like a hundred percent of the door. That's cool. Um, and we would just do ten dollar tickets. So there was a couple places, and we had we agreed on like a minimum. Like they're like we won't go any lower than I think we did eighty five twenty five or eighty five twenty five. We didn't do math. We, did. <laughs> uh, we we gave one hundred and ten percent, so we got um, <laughs> eighty twenty. I'm an idiot. How embarrassing. Um, what edit and post? We fix it. Yeah, so as you can make, I can sound stupid. Numbers? What are those? Who needs them? So 80, 80 for you and... 20. 80 and the club would take 20. Take 20. And then they would take the drinks. Yeah. And like most places we would just do like, let us keep the door, uh, you take the drinks. And for us it's like, at that point, 
that 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 was a good deal for us. Like people, that's a great deal. They're like, okay, cool, and and like people are gonna drink. And most of these places were alternative venues, as in like not comedy clubs. So there wasn't like a two drink minimum. So like we didn't have to feel because I always feel guilty when you invite people to a show and you're like, yeah, come to the show. I want your tickets, ten ten dollars, and then you're like, yeah. keep drinking, drink Just forever, <laughs> enjoy the drinks. Um, but I think it was a good deal for most places. A couple places because we did some like rowdy bar shows instead of. Um, Instead of uh, doing a door deal, because they'd be like, we'll have a show here, but like we have a bunch of regulars. And, like people do shows, but like we can't like charge. Like they're like we like it's too weird for us to like try to charge people who come here every night. Right. So they would just give us like a flat fee, like which was not a lot of money. I mean, these were like literally dive bars, like between two and three hundred bucks, which was fine. Three hundred bucks, we split it that night. We all get a hundred bucks, and then uh, and we we had merch, so we would sell like shirts and stuff after the show. And that's how we did it, is we would split whatever we made at the door between the three of us, and then we would keep all the merch money, like, in a, a pot for, like, gas and paying for, like, whatever, like, hotels. And then at the end, whatever was left, we, like, split. Gotcha. That's awesome. And I think it's, you mentioned before, like, oh, we didn't have these credits, which I think makes it more impressive. Because, like, I'm, I'm sure a lot of comedians would be like, whoa, what do you mean? Like, I'm a touring headliner. Like, cause yeah. there's, like, this weird, I feel like there's a weird mentality where either... You're super famous and like you headline shows yes. because of your name, or you're a gross road comic you're, who you're like, like a works cruise ship. Yeah. yeah, or it's like, which is like, that's what's terrifying to me is because I know after like doing these like tours and like just from as long as I've been doing stand up, which isn't that long, but like what I want to do is be a traveling comedian because I enjoy the live aspect. Like, sure. Not that I would turn down, like, I'm not going to be like, I'm not doing your silly TV show. You know, I'm not like uppity about stuff. <laughs> but, but my, what I love most is stand up. So I'm like, am I like setting myself up to become like one of those gross road no, comics? Well, well, no, I don't think you are. Cause like, I think back in the day, cause like people would be like, oh, you're a road comic. And then because you're on the road, you are never in LA or you're yeah. never doing stuff. But now it's like, you seem to be doing both. And yeah. like, you're doing it yourself, so it's not like you're worried about, like, oh, Morty, the comedy club owner, owes me $500. Right, it's not some, like, weird, like, that's always, like, the classic idea I have of comedy club owners in my head, too, is, like, a guy in a toupee smoking a cigar and being like, hey, I'm keeping the money. Keeping the money. Did you ever do... Not co- funny enough. <laughs> Gotta make me laugh. <laughs> did you ever do uh, Coconuts Comedy Club? Um, Florida, I like don't think I did, like, the actual one. I did, because I feel like there were little pop-up versions of Coconuts. Like I the, did one that was in, like, a conference room in a day's end. <laughs> <laughs> I might have done that one. Because I remember uh, we did a show there, and uh, the guy was always, like, he was this very strange, tr- traditional comedy club owner. He'd oh, go, God. listen, guys, I'm going to get some more people out to the shows, so I'm going to add a pool table. I'm going to yeah, get crab Yeah, that's a great legs. idea. <laughs> pool table at a comedy club. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? I'm going to get crab legs? <laughs> it's like, crab legs are a hit. Like, why don't you just not book these terrible comedians? Why don't you just book funny comedians? That's a funny thing to me, too, is when clubs are like, oh, we're struggling. It's like, yeah, well, you've had this juggling clown here every night for the last 30 years. Like, what do you want? It kills. They love it. They love the clown. It's like, okay. But I think that's it's what's so cool is you guys being able to do this on your own, kind of circumventing that whole thing. It's like you put the, the venues, they're coming to see you. They're Absolutely. Not- and then it's like, it's also like, I mean, it's a sort of grassroots way to build a fan base like we go into these cities and like we never know how it's gonna go like um i have i have a degree in pr so i use my which you don't need a degree to figure this out you can google like how to do a press release or whatever <laughs> like basically what i have is 
nothing. It's like a piece of paper. I don't even have a degree. That's really paying my student loans. That's whatever. really all college degree. It's one of it's, oh. you know one of my glorious fallback plans. But um, we did a lot of media outreach, so we'd get on like morning news in some places, and then um, the last tour we tried, we tried, but we tried it really late. Like I don't think there was enough notice out to really measure how well it did. But we tried like we did like Groupons too. Um, but it was a lot of, like, outreach just to, like, media, and we'd go, like, legit would go on, like, just Facebook groups in that city and be like, you guys, we're doing a show. Um, we were all on Tinder. Oh. Like, you should come to it. I am now banned from Tinder, by the way. Like, I cannot log in. Amazing. <laughs> and guys would show up, and, like, they'd, they'd stay, they'd buy t-shirts, like, thinking that they're, like, gonna impress. They're gonna hook up with the guy. And we'd be <laughs> like, all right, well, on to the next city. <laughs> And then, like, a group of 50 thirsty guys all look it's at like, each other oh. going, wait a minute. It's so funny because, like, we, we all agreed ahead of time. That, like, like, let's just swipe right on everybody. And I don't know if everyone was actually doing that. But what I do know is these, like, good-looking guys would show up and, from, like, Lisa and Dana's Tinder. And then, like, the people who would show up for me are, like, literally a guy who had, like, stringy long hair. And he had his pants rolled up and was in, like, these weird, like, jester socks. And I was like, <laughs> he's like, yeah, from Tinder. And I was like, yes. <laughs> This is a nightmare. I like that's how he introduces himself, too. From the internet. <laughs> right? I, like, not, that'll be Tinder dollars. Excuse me. And to, and to segue from this, because I actually got married before Tinder came out, so I, I've seen it. Oh, my God. It's an app on your phone. Yes. And you're, sw- it's a, you're so lucky. That you. And the swiping. That. You swipe. Right if you like someone, left if you don't. I am under the assumption that most men just get on, like, boom, 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 boom. Did what we did All before, swipe right. But they just, just, and then to see who they match with. That's actually a pretty smart idea. Yeah, I mean... It's like spam. You just spam everybody. It's just your confidence (laughs) boost. And I, I like, swipe right on people. Like, when I see someone I know, I'll always swipe right just to, like, because it's funny to me. But then if it's, like, a match, I'm like, this is crazy. It's awkward. (laughs) Which one of us is the real creep? And, and like, you just... Is it just the picture? Like, what do you... Yeah, it's like, um... You have, I think, like, five pictures. It usually takes, like, your profile picture and then just, like, a little short bio, like you know, one or two sentences of, like, this is who I am, and based on that, you swipe on a person. Wow. What's just really funny that women will be like, it's so, men are so superficial. Mm, left, left. Tinder. Like, Too no, short. no, no, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I see that. I have, like, so many dating apps on my phone, which I don't think I'll ever, at this point, I've, I've met people from dating apps, but now, like, after I've done it, I'm like, I don't know why I still go, I'll still go on them, I'll still swipe on people. I don't think I'm ever going to meet someone. From a dating app. Just, like, out of habit. Yeah, it just, like, the couple times I've done it has just been so... hasn't even been awful. I've just been, like, I took my time out of my day, and you're just such a dud. And, right. And, and it's like, like, I've wasted my right? life. You're like, this is time I can't get back. I'm, like, I don't even, like, know what I would have been doing, but... I'm like, I am carrying this date. You're so boring. You're ruining... I could have been on Netflix right now right? watching... I think you get spoiled, too, being a comedian. You hang around comedians. Funny people, and yeah. And it's just funny people, and there's, like, nonstop, like, boom, boom, boom. And then you... Like, I forget that, like, that's not regular people. Oh, yeah, it'll just stop. Like, you'll say something funny, and you're expecting a volley back. It's like... Oh, what? I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> too much information. Yeah. Or, like, they'll say something like that, and you're like, oh, you're God. Like, kill me. Or, guys... Uh, for me, it's like I think, I think it's a, like a male thing to want to be like funny to like impress a girl for sure, and like guys find out I'm a comedian, and then I feel like they turn it up. So they like you. You think you're funny? I'm <laughs> like, be- am I right? There's all these like corny, and I'm like, Ooh. oh, you gotta you gotta play your position. Right, I was like, this is why I dated comedians. <laughs> right. <laughs> Nightmares. Oh, oh dear. Oh god. Um. So you so you guys did a lot of <laughs> Tinder outreach. PR stuff to, like, news organizations. Yeah, we just would make, like, media alerts, and we would, um, you know, send them 
to television stations, um, uh, radio, newspaper. We got a lot of, like, pretty good newspaper write-ups, which... You know what's funny is that we went through, and, like, newspaper calendars, we would... You can submit events. And I was, like, just doing it out of, like, well, we shouldn't, you know, it's an easy thing we can do. We shouldn't leave any corner unturned. Right. Most of the people that came out that, like, didn't know about us or they weren't, like, randomly happening upon a comedy show... Because when, when we, we would try to ask, like, oh, how'd you hear about us? A lot of people from the newspaper. Whoa. And I was like, what a bunch of losers. No, but, like... That's amazing. Okay. I was, like, it's, I was impressed. Like, I was glad that the newspaper's still, like, irrelevant. Yeah, because I was just, just thinking, I'm like, I can't remember the last time I touched a physical newspaper. But yeah. the fact, you can still... I mean, I'm sure most of them were doing it in the online thing. Like, I'm sure it was online, too, but... But still, you got the, you know... It's like, people go to these news sites? I'm like, you guys aren't just, like... Trolling Twitter for headlines and not reading up to follow them, like me. Like, <laughs> I just want to get outraged on something and move on. I right? Wanna... I don't want to go into it. I just want to see something, make an assumption, and get really angry. <laughs> That's my life. That's the news. <laughs> That's what I do. Um, and so, so you guys basically you toured the whole country. Cause I'm already seeing your updates. You're like, we're in. Yeah, we like... went up to like uh, went up the northwest, like uh, Reno. Into Reno, I don't know what's like northwest, but like. Portland, Seattle, and then we like kind of cut down across the mid middle of the U.S. So we cut through like um, we did Salt Lake City, Denver, Wichita, and then we ended up in oh, Wichita. Fucking Wichita! It was like a Monday in a college town, which apparently it's a college town. I didn't even know that everyone had finals because we went around to a college. Dana got on a table at a library and was like, "Excuse me, you guys!" <laughs> and like the librarian was just passively like. Oh. But they have to be quiet so they can't really interrupt you. Right? So like, she you're just gonna made break an announcement that we just ran out like idiots. <laughs> but um, we went to St. Louis, Nashville. Like we cut all the way across to like North Carolina and then went down on the south coast. So we did like Atlanta and then to southern Mississippi in this tiny town, Ocean Springs, which was an amazing show. Um, I, I lived there till I, I moved to Alaska, like till sixth grade. So I was like, let's It's like a homecoming. Back. Yeah. And um, that show was actually another one of the like small bar shows. And he's like, you know, like... I can't guarantee a lot of money, but like if you guys want to do a show, so he he our door, he said he offered to pay us two hundred dollars, and I was like, well, let's en route to our next city, and he was like, let's just do it, and we're going to New Orleans, and then the show was so good, he like gave us an extra hundred. He's Whoa. like, we you know like which is that's I mean that's which is so cool. Though. He was like, this is the best comedy show we've ever had, which sounds crazy, but they do actually get like pretty big comedians. It's like this weird like hub of like people stopping through on like other shows. He's like, this is the best turnout we've ever had. You guys are so funny. And I was That's like, oh, awesome. shit. So, yeah, and then we just kind of looped around and came back. Um, the second one, we didn't do as crazy of a route. Like, we we learned a lot. No trail of tears, like, through the right? just fucking... Well, I've been driving for five days. Like, oh, I can't... Well, we, we learned a lot on the first one, because we kind of just were like, all right, let's go, and we did it. And there were, like, some drives that were, like, way too big of gaps in between. Like, our last show was in Scottsdale, Arizona. And the show before that was in Dallas. It was the night before. Oh, wow. So that's a Yeah, and it's like a like 15-hour drive. Um, so we left the show in Dallas and just drove straight through to Scottsdale. Like, that's, crazy people. Right. Took a power nap and then got on stage. And there were a few nights like that. Did you ever forget what city you're in? You're like, hello, Dallas. I I didn't. But I was surprised I didn't. Like, I... I because it was all just blurred and, like, crazy. Yeah, that's... You, it's a lot of adrenaline, which you don't expect. But it's like... You, you hit a wall at the end, too. Both tours, I, uh, and we all went through this, because we all talked to each other about it, but, like, it was, like, so much fun, and then, like, two days after being back, you're, like, just you a wall out. of depression. Just, like... <sighs> well, it's, I mean, because it's that, that non-stop 
energy of like you're performing, you're traveling, yeah. like you're really living the life, but like then when you get back to sort of reality. It's just like, oh, you're normal. And the the first tour we all came back, it was like right around Christmas time. And so like me and Dana went home to her family right away. So I think that helped her. But like me and Lisa were just here for Christmas alone. And I was like, I'm in my apartment, <laughs> cat sitting for my roommate. <laughs> in LA in Christmas. Like, I don't even have any shows booked. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I did a show once on Christmas night <laughs> oh at the comedy God. store. It was so weird because, like, and the comedy store is such a dark energy oh, anywhere. So, so, like, on Christmas, it's like, like you extra, felt like extra like dark. <laughs> There's like one drunk in the back, and the rest are comics. We're all kind of, but we're still trying to play to the drunk and like really like he kind of chuckled at my. my really good. Really I was like, "This is all I have." <laughs> all I had, but uh, that's so cool. So that so then. And really, when you've come back to L.A., like, I've noticed you still do a lot of shows here. You know what I think that, like, it's funny because doing the tour, it was so much fun. But, like, the whole time we're doing it, it was, like, you kind of feel like, okay, we're just people who don't know what they're doing doing a tour. And I wonder if this is a thing that goes on for comedians, like, throughout their whole career, where you don't have, like, a perception of how other people are perceiving you. Because I noticed when I came back, like, other comedians were really, like, oh, wow. Like, I felt like people were more receptive to me, like, I would, like, that I was bigger than I felt like I was, not, like, in a huge way, but it's, like, we gotta get you on the show, and I was, like, where were you guys before, like, I was... Well, that's a, that, that's a, like, social proof, you know, like... Yeah, they're, like, oh, it's, she delivers, you know what I mean, like, oh, they made it in a whole tour, and I think the fact that we did a second one, because, like, we could have easily done the first one, and be, like, oh, we tried, but I think doing a second one, also, people who see that are, like, oh, it must have really worked that they're doing it again. Yeah. So... And I'd never seen anything like that because I was like, I was like, you know, I've seen people that have toured, but like, oh, you know, they were a feature for somebody else. Yeah, and, and I think a lot of people like starting out, and and there's nothing wrong with doing this. Is they'll kind of like they they call it a tour, but it but it's like, um, and it is a tour in its own thing. But like they're like kind of going just hopping on other shows and like right, and um, which is fine. Right. Like we just did our own. Or they'll do the triple run where they go up to right. like, like the I'm northwest. Touring. I'm doing I'm doing a triple run, and they're like, ah, the fall from grace. Um, I'm doing one in like October, and I'm like, all right, back to the. Uh... That's a long drive. If and for those at home, the Triple Run is like a notorious uh, comedy tour run by this guy Dave Triple. Like a lot of comics have done it, where it's all, all these places in the Northwest. Yeah. But it's all these comics from California, so everyone drives like 12, 15 hours. Insanity. You know what? The only reason I like looked and did it is because um, the first week of October, I bought tickets with a friend to this festival in. Vegas that's like a country music festival and the next weekend my friend gets married in Denver and then I think the 21st through the 25th or something I got booked at a, a casino or the, at the improv in Tahoe so I looked and was like is there anything open like in between that so it's not as like weird right and I'm kind of just gonna like drift around while I'm up there because <laughs> like I'm not gonna drive to fucking Bohunk Falls Idaho or whatever the fuck just from LA to be like for for a hundred bucks sure <laughs> what like, it's just not financially smart, but I'm like, oh, in that way, and I'm I'm trying to figure out because I those two tours I did with like two other comedians, but I still like did a full headlining set, so I'm trying to figure out like if I can figure out a way to like maybe do my own one nighters like in between. Well, you've got the experience down. I mean, yeah, it's like I know how to book them. I think it's just me being like, oh, I'm scared, but I'm like, if I go into places that have like local comedians, I could like have Somebody someone open. host, and that'd be fun for them, I think, and then I can like, yeah, why not? Yeah. It's totally doable. So, we'll see. Awesome. Well, this is a very eye-opening, I think, I'm sure. I hope it's helpful. 
all five of these subscribers in Wichita are going to love this. <laughs> and we did it all, we funded it all ourselves too. So there was no, um, no Kickstarter. No, no Kickstarter. I to... had a, had a Kickstarter debacle before uh -oh. we did these. So it was just like a thing that like I worked on with other people that fell apart and like so many of my friends had donated and it still haunts me. Oh, okay. I still have this like handwritten list of all the people who paid and I was like, Someday I'm going to give you all double your money, and people are like, "Yeah, it was ten bucks. Like, like chill out." But, they, like, but they contributed, and like it fell through. And it's like so guilty, yeah. And I'm like, that's always the worst, especially when it's other people that drop the ball. And you're yeah, like, oh. and it was like one guy that just like destroyed the project, and I was like, "Oh god." Ugh. But um, so it was like a little bit of an investment. Like I think up top, we all put in a couple hundred bucks for like the merch, but we made enough that like we we were not way over breaking even, but we were a little bit over breaking. So and that's that was our goal is like let's see if we can we went into it knowing that we could lose money. And right. Like, well, I mean, you definitely took the gamble and did well with it. Which yeah, is it was awesome. It was fun. I really like it. I want to do. I want to just be out traveling and making people laugh all the time. That's a dream. So right. <laughs> awesome. Well, this was uh, very cool. This is Jessica Michelle Singleton, uh, who has a Periscope show. show. Yeah, I know that sounds weird. If you have. An iPhone, it's an app on iPhone. If not, you can click on the link through my Twitter every week at JNS Comedy. Um, it's called What Are You Into? It's um, I basically just crawl into bed with one of my friends, uh, their bed, um, and I just ask them about their sexual things. Last week we had a polyamorous couple, Emery Emery and Heather Henderson. So I kind of want to make it like an open forum to ask questions that maybe people wonder, but they would, would be afraid to ask out of like being embarrassed or like ignorance because I think there's some things that's like, maybe would be perceived as, like, them being... You do, I mean, I don't know. Like, Unusual. Across, like, hatred, if it's, like, a thing that you don't understand. Like, you're like, I, I want to ask about transgendered people, but, like, I don't want to end up in a blog. Like, I just right. want to get informed. I just want to know what And I know I don't know. <laughs> so, um, I need to get a transgendered guest. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, yeah, so it's fun, and I'm just being a creep. The last week, the guy I interviewed, he's like, he's like, you know what help? He's like, this is going to sound stupid, and creepy coming from an old man he's like sort of old it was him this girlfriend but he's like he's like you should really think about doing it in your underwear and i'm like i mean probably but i don't know i don't know if i have the body confidence yet well you can always do one and then just not you know right i just I'm like we're here no we're not okay goodbye <laughs> yeah. like see you next week my underwear is actually a full burka that's yeah, what like, i sleep in just in my 90 and i'm just in the button belt <laughs> like a big 40s. like a mormon you just have a hole in a sheet and you're like yeah. looking through it Awesome. Well, thank you so awesome. much for doing this. Thanks for having me. And uh, I don't know how you end a podcast, so good night. Uh, good yep. evening. <laughs> this is the Indie Freedom Podcast with your host, Chris Sharma.